welcome to the Peak and Pit podcast, hosted by your average wannabe podcaster, me, Nadine Fahey West. Peak and Pit is a podcast about reflecting conversations on the highs and lows of life. These stories stem from relationships, family, education, travel, and more from characters across all different walks of life. Each guest provides a fake name and a real star sign to give it a sense of something or other. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to stay up to date with new episodes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to another episode of Peak and Pit. And I have another guest joining me, but this time they're zooming in. Um, welcome. Can you please tell us your fake name, but your real star sign? Hello, everyone. I'm very happy to be here for sure. So my <laughs> fake name is Matty, Matty McDonald's, very original name. And uh, <laughs> my, my real uh, star sign is Virgo. Oh, Virgo. Um, cool. So do you want to like tell us like what kind of topics you're going to be chatting about? And then we can kind of take them one by one. Yeah, sure. So I think I'm going to be talking about uh, career slash work yeah. and versus maybe personal passions and also friendships. And why not even a bit of, you know, education slash personal development, if yeah. you have time. Definitely. Let's jump on in anyways. Um, okay. So would you like to start off maybe with like your career and work? So I say my peak career-wise is that I managed to somehow to find an industry where I actually really enjoy to be in. And um, so, you know, I managed to do something for all that I actually like. Yeah. Uh, which uh, sometimes, you know, it's actually kind of a passion of mine as well rather than work, you know? Really? Uh, now, well, yeah. I mean, I don't agree with the people that say um if you do what you like uh for work you'll never work you know a single day in your life i don't think <laughs> it's the case no, work is work <laughs> yeah right um no but certainly i i i'm really you know passionate about what i do for work and and therefore you know it's not like a, a burden if you know what i mean you know and um i don't mind you know talking about work uh, even after work yeah. if you know what I mean, or you know and, and I think it's uh, it's uh, it, it's you know I'm lucky probably about that you know and what is it that you like about your work no so I work in uh, in digital marketing yeah I think what I like is that um, is pretty much um, uh, at the forefront of, of what's happening in the world you know yeah uh, kind of generally speaking 
So obviously, you know, nowadays it's all about the internet. It's all about, you know, online stuff. So if you actually work in this kind of things, uh, I think you can also understand better what's going on. You know, you can appreciate, uh, you, can, you can kind of have an idea of, you know, where we're going and these kind of things. So do you think it helps you like keep up with like current affairs and all that? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Kind of understanding the, the world a bit better, you know. And uh, and also it's obviously exciting the fact that, that, you know, it changes so, so often. It changes so quickly that, you know, almost yeah. every day you have new stuff that you you might want to learn about or your, you know, news. There are so many different things happening every day, which I think it's not really the case in, in other industries, right? Or not yeah, as much. Yeah, like the same shit every day. Yeah, <laughs> right. And <laughs> and um, if you think about like uh, my work, but I guess your work as well, actually, didn't really exist like 15 years ago. Yeah. If you think about maybe not even 10, you know. And this is kind of excited, uh, you know, um, exciting. Probably won't exist in the next 10 years as well. So, you know, it's also kind of dangerous. It'll just be robots doing it. And they're just like, think of keywords. And they're like, oh, I can plot out a million in two seconds. And then we're like, oh. It's kind of like that already, to be honest. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, like there, there are jobs that, that they have been around for, for decades, if not centuries, you know. But, uh, but our job is actually really, really new. So yeah. it's kind of exciting to to think of what's you know what's uh, what's going to happen next, right? It could yeah. be bad, but it could be also very good, I guess. Anyway, you know, change is good, I guess. Yeah, so, only time will tell. I'll randomly like was looking up that Sophia one. Do you know the AI that like chats back to you? And she's like really realistic, and she like is chatting about no. how she wants a baby and all this. What was uh, it? Again? Sophia. Her, yeah, her name's Sophia, and she's like an AI. Uh-huh. Look her up. She's kind of scary, but she's not as scary because I thought she walked around on legs, but she still kind of walks around on this platform. So she's still not as scary, but she wants to settle down. And she also got citizenship on Saudi Arabia, I'm pretty sure it is. And she applied for it herself. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think I got lost. So you actually, you proved the fact that I'm not that, you know, on top of the news. So <laughs> No, she was like, you know, a few years ago, but like she'll, she randomly has now said that she wants a baby. Just a, a sidetrack now, anyways. And has there been any times in your career that you like have felt like they were in disgrace um, or anything like that? Yeah, well, of course, I guess, uh, as everybody, because obviously, I guess you need to distinguish between, uh, you know, the, the, what you do on an on a everyday basis, you know, and maybe the company you work for and the, the industry you work in. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, as I said, I really like the industry and I've been, I've been in it, you know, for six years now, I think. Uh, but, but I moved the company, you know, uh, yeah. uh, quite a few times. So, of course, you know, there, there were highs and lows. But um, not because of the industry, let's say. So not because of my work, but more because of, you know, uh, the company was in or because of, you know, some uh, maybe more specific tasks, you know, but more like everyday stuff, if you know what I mean, you know? Yeah, and the politics Um, of it all and stuff. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, and to be honest with you, sometimes I also feel that if you you really really like what you do, you know, if if you're passionate about it... um, Sometimes it's actually even harder, you know, because you 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 take things more personally, you know. Yeah, 
because you're like this is like what i put all this time and energy into and you want to see like a return exactly so at that point uh, the risk is that it's not about it's not just about work anymore but then uh, it's it's about you kind of as a person as well yeah. and uh, it shouldn't be like that i guess because it, you know again you should be able to to you know to distinguish your say work persona your work life uh, from your personal one you know yeah separate um, the art from the artist uh, work yeah, from right? the worker exactly. <laughs> correct uh, yeah exactly exactly i think so um because yeah because work is not is not always uh, great you know of course as i said there are highs and lows and when 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 they are lows it's not because of you you know it can be because of many different things uh but if, if you're very invested in what you do then you feel the lows worse than maybe someone else and at the same time maybe you feel the highs as well you know more than what it should be Maybe you yeah. get very, very excited for something. Maybe at the end of the day, it wasn't really, you know. Um, so I, I think you you feel the extremes a bit more, you know. Yeah, definitely. You just, you feel it more because like you're more invested in it. Whereas if someone just going in for their paycheck, it's separate. Yeah, yeah. exactly, 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 exactly. Totally agree. I can't even imagine, you know, being, you know, working just for the paycheck, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. it's not really part of my persona, you know, it's not part of me. Um, but I guess it must be a very different um, experience, you know. Uh, I think both from a positive and a negative point of view, I think even positive potentially, because again, maybe you, you don't care that much and you kind of, you know, you're more relaxed. Uh, you go home, maybe you, 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 you can enjoy more your life outside of work, let's say. But at the same time, maybe you feel like you're wasting time when you work. I mean, I don't know. I think there yeah. are pros and cons, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I think sometimes, like, do you find it like it's hard to check out after work, or would you like switch off like straight at the time that you're meant to? Because I like I definitely do that. You do, yeah, no, enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fair. No, I have to say, I have to be to be honest. Um, when it comes to working for the company and working for at the moment, you know, I definitely check out when I need to check out. You know, okay. maybe with exceptions. So, you know, uh, I finish my, my daily work, uh, you know, uh, what, whatever time I need to finish, five, six, whatever it is. Um, but then it starts my kind of personal work part, if you know what I mean, you know. So for me, it's about maybe uh, checking the news of the industry, maybe learning something new, which is not like work, work, because it's not, I'm not doing that for my employer, if you know what I mean. I, yeah. I, do, I do that for me, but still part of my work if you know what I mean you know yes it will still benefit you working and I guess it's part of your personal development as well yeah exactly I I, uh, I don't mind it I totally don't mind it but I wouldn't do it if I didn't like it you know of course yeah but at the same time as I said the risk is that you get too invested and then uh, you know yourself when you're as I said before if you are too invested then uh, you're not as uh, light-hearted you know then uh, any everything that happens uh, it, it has a different weight on you if you know what yeah. I mean no definitely that makes sense this is how I feel I'm not saying everybody should feel the same you know this is just <laughs> your manifesto and this is what everyone should feel about no, no. their work no no, no exactly. I think it's great that you actually like really thoroughly enjoy your job and you're not like questioning oh did I make the like the right decision unless you are but well, well I mean I, I am of course <laughs> I also am. <laughs> that comes with life yeah, well, if you want, I can tell you a story about that, actually. Yeah. Um, so actually, um, there was a, a very specific point in my career where um, I, had the, I had the choice of which career to follow, you know, basically. So I had the two, two offers from two different companies. 
yeah. the very same time, basically. And um, one would have brought me to the digital marketing career where I am now. Okay. So it is obviously the one I chose eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, and the other one was like um, a fancy tech company, say, you know, a fancy tech company in Dublin. Uh, not as fancy as Google or Facebook, um, but that kind of idea, you know, that kind of companies. Yeah. Um, With like good perks and... Yeah, yeah, very good perks, you know, stuff like, you know, free food, blah, 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 all these kind yeah. of things, you know, like a free lunch, free breakfast and so on. So I, what I think is that probably many people in my shoes would have chosen the, the, the fancy tech company, you know? Yeah. Um, just because it was kind of an easier choice, if you know what I mean, you know? Um, but the reality, it wasn't digital, it wasn't the, the field where I'm working now. So it wasn't digital marketing, it was another role. It was actually a way more operative role, which to be honest, if you ask me now, I still don't understand what, what I would have done what there. Really was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So even, even when I got the offer, I still didn't have clear exactly what the, what the role <laughs> was about. So that was also a red flag, to be honest. Um, but also it was... Um, it was specifically working for the Italian market. Obviously, as you, you know, as you can tell from my accent, I'm, I'm not, you know, native English, and <laughs> and so so which uh, which would have meant that I would be working in Italian, you know. Yeah. And uh, that would have meant, you know, that obviously I couldn't improve my English and so on. And maybe we'll talk about this this topic uh, after as well. But anyway, what I mean is that uh, at that point, eventually, I chose, of course, the the company in digital marketing, and and from then. Since then, obviously, I haven't changed uh, my work, you know. Yeah. But but in reality, if I if I had chosen the other one, then probably I will I will be now in a completely different career, probably, you know. Yeah, you definitely would. It would have been definitely a side step to what you've been doing beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would have I would have been, I would I would be completely in a different career. I think uh, better, worse, who knows, you know. Yeah, exactly. But, but certainly, yeah, it's still something I think about. Like I, I can't I can't lie. It's always really? something. Yeah. Well, of yeah, course. What could have been. I mean, yeah, here and there, you know, it comes up to my mind, you know, what would have been. And did you decide part of it because you were saying that you'd have to speak Italian in the job? Was like your English like not as good as it is now or? Yeah, exactly. Oh, OK. So you were like. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was one of the reasons. That was one of the reasons. So basically, yeah. you know, I'm obviously not from Ireland, you know, and I moved to Ireland, uh, I'd say seven years ago now. Although I'm not in Ireland anymore, actually, but mm-hmm. I had moved to Ireland around seven years ago. And uh, and to be honest, my very first, my, my very main goal was to actually improve my English, right? Improve my, you know, yeah, improve, yeah. you know, study English anyway. And, um, but in order to start work, you know, in order to start my career in Ireland, I had to take on Italian speaking roles, you know? Yeah. It was obviously easier to start with. But then at one point I realized that... Uh, you know what was the point of moving to moving abroad and and still working you know in your own language and working for your own market if you know what I mean you know yeah the point, no accumulation time like yeah you know would have been better off in Italy at, at that point you know yeah. I mean why moving abroad for warmer me? weather as well so <laughs> I mean yeah um so that so that is also part of the reason I, I chose that 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 kind of track which uh, which brought me to a hundred percent Irish company, which obviously you very know very well know about. Um, <laughs> I have to say, like, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but that was part of my decision. Like, honestly, I, I didn't know it was a very, very, you know, Irish company. And that, that's something I liked because, you know, it would have been kind of a door to the Irish culture for me, you know? Yeah. And did you find uh, that was the door to the Irish culture for you? Well, I, I really think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but 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 I'm telling you, like I remember, uh, you know, in the first few months when we were having like uh, lunch all together with the team, let's say, yeah, I really, I'm not saying I didn't understand a single word because obviously it's, it wasn't the case, but really I was understanding maybe thirty percent of the conversation at the table, you know. Yeah. So it was very very hard for me to actually get into the into the conversation. In the beginning, also it was almost impossible. Then you know, little by little, so that was you know a huge challenge, you know. Yeah, and, and like, how did you find like learning English? As in, did you ever do any English like lessons back in Italy before you went to Ireland? Yeah, well, so this is another story, right? So, unfortunately, I I didn't really study English properly when I was, uh, you know, a teenager or in school and so on. Yeah, not even in university because, uh, well, I had other plans for my life. Then, um, but then at one point I realized, you know. You know, I, I have to, you know, speak English anyway. You know, whatever I want to do in life, you know, I need to uh, to be able to speak English a bit, you know. Yeah. And so when I was around 24, I decided, okay, I need to speak English. And, and the only way to do that was, was to move. Uh, but when I moved to Ireland in the beginning, I'm telling you, my English was almost zero. Like, honestly. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like Irish people. They can't, like most Irish people can't speak Irish. So... If we were like trolling to the deep end, we'd be in like. I guess when, when you go to the yeah, what's the name of the Irish camps you go in the uh, summer? Delta. Right. Yeah. I, I guess when you go there, it's kind of the same idea. Yeah, you're gonna just you're gonna a little bit mute, and then you figure out how you can like dodge not speaking Irish, even though that's why your parents sent you there. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I kind of forced myself to to do that. You know, uh, I chose the the probably the, the the most complex route. You know, instead of you know taking little by little, taking lessons and so on, I said, okay, now tomorrow I I move, and then uh, you know I either uh, learn or or I have to go back. You know, somehow I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah it was a bit of a crazy choice actually, but um, you know, <laughs> did it pay off in the end? Do you think? Well, you know, that's a, that's a point. Like sometimes I, you know, I always think, did it pay off? Did it not? Who knows? Well, Certainly, you definitely know how to speak English now. So, well, exactly. So th- this is definitely true. So the fact I'm here talking to you now, I guess it proves that I'm able to do that. Yeah, exactly. And have but, you decided uh, to take up any other languages since now that you have your bilingual? Do you want to become multilingual? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually studying German now. Oh, great. And how are you finding yeah. that in comparison? Because yeah. you so, don't. Do you live in a German-speaking area? Yeah, I moved to to Switzerland um, to the German-speaking area. Okay, cool. And would they speak like mainly German, or would they speak a lot of English? So no, people will speak German. Oh, okay. So, but of course, if you're a foreigner, then they will speak English to you. Yeah, right? they, they can pick but, it up. Right? Yeah, of course. Like, uh, but as their second language, I would say German speaking they speak English quite well, but yeah. not necessarily, you know. And anyway, my work is in English, so it's fine. But in reality, the majority of my colleagues are are, are Swiss anyway, so that they oh, they okay. do they do speak English. Eh, sorry, they do speak uh, German and English as, as well, of course. But so it's a kind of a similar situation where I found myself, you know, in the company I was mentioning before in Ireland, right? So yeah, you uh, just love like not listening to people's conversations, basically. Well, <laughs> 
Uh, I don't speak the language, sorry. Yeah, exactly, right? It's just an excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I have to say, I just came back literally the other day from um, a two weeks, um, a two week study abroad thing. So I was in Germany for two weeks. Oh, yeah? And yeah, and uh, to study German, basically. So it was like um, an intensive course, you know, yeah. uh, every day for, for two weeks. And um, I just wanted to go abroad as well instead of staying here in Switzerland, just because I wanted to kind of switch off my mind, you know, so switch out from work and then switch it on on the language thing. Um, I'd say now I'm at the like your, your holiday leave to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah I, just took, uh, I just took holiday leave. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the purpose was kind of a study holiday, right? Yeah, that's so productive so, as a holiday. I mean, <laughs> so it was like classes in the morning and, and then just holiday in the, in the afternoon, let's say. Yeah. Um, no, but I actually really enjoyed that. Uh, I, I did the same in Ireland. When I, when I moved to Ireland in the beginning for the first two months, that was exactly what it was. So it was, oh, really? uh, yeah, yeah. I, for two months, I, I didn't work and I just uh, studied in the morning and then um, like self-studying maybe in the afternoon. And then, yeah, I was kind of working as a... Um, in a pub collecting glasses right yeah <laughs> um but, but i really enjoyed it like, it was an excellent experience i i have so so many good memories from those two months uh you know of study abroad thing in ireland so i wanted to kind of replicate the same idea in germany right yeah but uh, did you start collecting glasses in germany when you were <laughs> no well exactly so uh, the problem was that at the time i was 24 and now i'm 32 so it can be the same you know unfortunately yeah. it can't be the same for many reasons yeah <laughs> but so yeah now I'm at the level of saying uh, you know hello my name is uh, I come from Italy I speak uh, German and English that's it like this, this is the I level I many am. siblings and all of us yeah <laughs> yeah 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 how are you I'm fine that's it that, that's my level at the moment <laughs> yeah yeah you'll get there you'll get there yeah. and do you feel like as in that's kind of like I guess your whole personal development and like um, do you think there's like any like pits of, I don't know, during your time trying to personally develop yourself or anything like that? Yeah, right. I guess we switched to the other topic for sure. That, so, um, so as I mentioned, uh, I kind of wasted some time, you know, in my 20s, I would say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I do mean, you think like you wasted your time doing? Uh, yeah. So as I said, you know, for example, English, I could have studied, you know when yeah. I was in school or university I didn't do it so basically my idea was um, that I wanted to do music for a living right so this is uh, my kind of actual personal passion let's say yeah um, so I really wanted that and so during my you know high school and so during high school I was studying music as well uh, and then I did you know enroll to in, into college so I did start college as well like a normal you know college yeah um but as a plan b let's say you know so my plan a was still music and then I also was studying business you know as a plan b just in case okay but in reality you know these kind of things don't I don't think never really work you know at least for me like I I mean this kind of person that I I only, only focus I you know I'm very bad at multitasking let's say yeah right? So I'm only able to focus on one thing <laughs> to the point of being uh, obsessed by it sometimes, which is bad, of course. But um, so I didn't, you know, study in college as, as well as I could have, you know. Okay, because you're so focused on music. Exactly, because yeah. I was working on, on music first. 
Uh, I, I also, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I graduated and with, with a fair grade as well, actually quite a good grade, fair enough, but it took me longer than it should have. And anyway, uh, I didn't really learn much because I was just, you know, doing it as quick as I could, you know, not really taking the time to, you know, to get deep in the, into the topics and so on. Yeah. Which and were you old in bands then during college as well then? And you're focusing uh, on I, that? If I played in bands? Uh, were you in bands when you were in college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 of course, of course. Um, well, actually, that's also another part of the story. So uh, I was in a band in the beginning and then um, things didn't work out. So we, we split up. But then straight after that, which I was very, very sad about it because it was like, uh, it was a band uh, I had been in for like eight years or something like that. Oh, you know, wow. we formed when we were 14, yeah, yeah. But then I was very sad about it. You know, it's kind of a breakup, you know. And, uh, but then soon after that, like maybe a couple of months after that, uh, I was recruited actually <laughs> from another band in, uh, really? in my hometown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and that was actually a very good band. It was a band that actually I kind of, um, I really liked from before, you know, because they, they, they were doing well, you know, in, in, my, okay. in my area. Yeah, so, so you're fangirling already over them. I was actually a fan. To be honest, I was a yeah. fan. Yeah, I was literally a fan. In fact, when, when I met them, I, I wanted to meet them as a fan, you know. So yeah. I went, uh, went to a concert, I, I bought their CD and, you know, I said to them, I'm a huge fan, blah, 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 blah. But the moment I, I, I was there introduc- introducing myself as a fan, they actually asked me, oh, why don't you come to play with us? You know, <laughs> Just like random, I know. You're I like, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I was super happy. And, and we did very well with that band for at least one year. And so I was so excited about that. that basically, I paused college for one year, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. To see what would exactly. happen. Exactly. Yeah. Because, um, and this maybe brings me to, to, to the other topic, you know, but... Um, Basically, I started playing with them. I don't know. It was May, I think. And, what instrument do you play, or instrument? Oh, in the in the band, I was playing a guitar, okay. electric, electric guitar. Yeah, electric guitar. Um, so very soon after I joined the band, like very very soon, like maybe three months after, we basically had our biggest gig uh, we've ever had, and I guess that probably the biggest gig anyone in the world can have, because basically we played as an opening act for a, for a huge act in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in front of like 130,000 people. That's you know? insane. And if you think about it, like not many people in the world can say they played in front of 130,000 people. No, you know? that's like being in like the Tree Arena or even bigger. I can't remember how much the Tree Arena holds. No, no, no. The Tree Arena is like 15,000. Oh, is it? That's it. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about oh, maybe 10,000. Wow. Arena. Yeah. Wow. Outdoor, of course. Outdoor, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, so if you think about like even uh, big big bands, they, they rare, very rarely play, almost never play to these huge crowds, you know, yeah. because you know, as you said, in the tree arena is fifteen thousand, so maybe electric picnic is say eighty thousand, I think, in the main yeah. stage, but you know, one hundred and thirty is quite a lot. So I thought, okay, this is it, you know, that's what I, I thought. Made it. Like this is me. Now. I mean, yeah, right. But no, not I made it, but like this is the beginning of you know of something big, right? Yeah, being made. Of being made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no I generally thought that I generally thought that because then uh, it was so quick and then you know obviously we got interest from uh, some people in the industry you know um but unfortunately maybe we, we can we can go you know more deep into the story but uh, what I'm saying basically is that now in hindsight I think posing college for for that year 
because yeah. of the ban. Um, I'm not saying it was a mistake because I mean it's never a mistake, but uh, I could have, you know, I could have not paused it and uh, you know graduating earlier and and still I could have, I could have played in the band and you know in hindsight now of course because I'm working in business now you know so it would have been better if I actually learned more business than um, than uh, playing around with the band, but uh, but I mean yeah we had we had great time I have a lot of crazy stories actually. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Do you share I mean, any of your crazy stories? <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, uh, so for yeah, well, I can for sure. Um, at one point, we played also opening um, to James Morrison. Do you know? It's like a quite, yeah. quite a famous actor, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, obviously in Italy. So he came. You know, he was touring in Italy, and so we played as op- opening act to James Morrison. And did so you get to know in real life? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Is he nice? Super nice guy. Hmm? Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, guy. yeah, he's super, super nice guy. Super uh, down to earth. Um, even, even too much because in reality, like, like he's very when he plays on stage, he's very. Um, I mean, it's not like mainstream, right? It's more uh, sophisticated, right? Yeah. That was my my. Yeah, I think this is the image you know he gives, but in real life, he's like he's super easygoing and he dresses quite bad to be honest with you, like outside of the stage, you know. <laughs> And like, I remember, uh, so we had, we had dinner together, like, you know, us and uh, him in his band. Obviously, we were having Italian food because, you know, Italian restaurant, of course, we were, you know. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, and basically, I remember very, very, this is like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a memory that obviously I will never forget, I guess. Uh, he was eating pasta, like, in a so rude way, if you know what I mean, you know. Oh, really? Like, with his hands? Yeah. No, I don't know what to say, but like, just like slurping, know, making, and... a mess, making a mess. It was making oh, a mess. Okay, yeah, kind of like a kid, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he needed like a little bib, bib like a tissue, or not? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And uh, and he was dressed. He was dressed just with a um, shirtless. Uh, sorry, a sleeveless, a sleeveless shirt. Shirtless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just had like a, a white uh, sleeveless shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And just making a mess with the pasta, you know. So that, that was completely the opposite of the, the the image, you know, the sophisticated image that he gives on stage. Yeah. Um, but that, that that says, you know, that tells the fact that uh, he's super uh, easygoing as as a as a person. And then, um, and then his gig was actually amazing. Like uh, when he played live, it was amazing. He had a super. Uh, yeah, yeah. He has a super uh, professional band, super high level musicians. So it was actually a great gig, as even as a as a spectator let's say so anyway the story is that uh, we had an hotel of course oh no sorry i'm confusing now uh the, the story i want to tell about is not uh, no it wasn't the time of uh, james Morrison. it was another time anyway uh, it was another gig sorry it okay. was another gig uh quite quite big as well but that's why i confused with james Morrison. anyway <laughs> well, james Morrison was, nice was another story it was another story exactly exactly yeah uh, no, we were opening for um, Spandau Ballet. Do you know? It was a it was a band very very big in the eighties. Spandau Ballet, uh, and they, they were like uh, Duran Duran. You know? Oh, okay, were, yeah, yeah, I know Duran Duran. Yeah, yeah, they were like the competitor of Duran Duran. Let's say. Uh, now, of course, they're not really around anymore. But but the singer, uh, you know, some of the some of the band still tours. You know, okay. and we were opening for them in a kind of a fancy environment as well. Uh, there were like actors, uh, politicians, these kind of things. Uh, so we had also kind of a fancy hotel, let's say. And uh, and we fucking 
destroyed it. If we Did destroyed you? it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> you guys thought you were like I don't know the Rolling Stones or someone, and then you're like, yeah, let's fucking wreck this. Exactly, life. that's exactly it. But the fact is, we were not the Rolling Stones. You know, that's the problem. Yeah, like so, then you're probably like, did they like charge you guys? Like, what? How much of like a mess? No, we, we made a we made a mess. We made a mess, and um, so obviously, just to put this into perspective, we were 21 at the time, 22, so we were quite young, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we made a proper mess, and but in the hotel there were also like families with kids because actually the place where we were playing it was like a um, holiday place, right? Like a holiday destination for families. Oh, and right. Kids. Okay. Yeah was in the mountain in the alps so of course a lot of people complained and the the hotel guy came upstairs you know obviously to i don't even know what was his idea to kick us out or, or something but when you opened the door <laughs> it was like 4 a.m right so it was super yeah. late in the night. we were all i don't know if i can say that but we were all naked like 100 percent naked <laughs> like they were not they, they weren't any girls you know so i don't know why we were naked but you know and um, <laughs> so you guys guy, are a very close fan <laughs> yeah so the so the guy the guy literally like what the fuck is going on here and then all right okay and then he closed the door you know oh no way <laughs> you know if i was in his shoes i, I would probably I, w- I wouldn't have done the same because like, like i don't want to know <laughs> exactly right i don't want to know <laughs> yeah 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 but uh, just to be put on the record, I didn't agree with all this mess. So I actually, I, I was the one trying to calm the situation down, you know, and then eventually I actually left the room and, and I went in, into another room. Uh, so I don't want to, I don't want to know what happened afterwards. But <laughs> That's your disclaimer. So in case the hotel tries yeah, to get exactly, back and exactly. you know. And did they charge the- you guys? Actually? No, eventually they didn't. Actually, no, they didn't, but they didn't, they didn't um, call us anymore. So even worse, to be honest. Yeah. so in reality we learned our, we learned our lesson right so okay. but that's the thing when you're young you don't really think of the consequences right no not at all you're just having fun and then exactly like, oh. exactly exactly so in reality that that was actually as i said a very good uh it was a very good gig and a very good like the the promoter that organized the gig was actually very good and so on and we just you know blew the opportunity if you know what i mean maybe yeah. maybe not maybe actually it wasn't even you know who knows but certainly uh, anyway, in the morning, uh, <laughs> we went for a breakfast. Well, actually, I didn't because, but one of the guys actually went for breakfast and he said that there was a kid uh, asking the parents, uh, Mom, Mom, Dad, is he the guy from the party yesterday night? You know, what the, what the, what the noise that <laughs> they just see who looks really hungover and they're like, Yeah, that's him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's also, I mean, that's also why I really thought, you know, we were getting somewhere, you know, and we kind of were, but. Um, but then um, at one point things didn't were not moving as as fast as I wanted as I thought at least so yeah and then and this brings me back to the other topic and then at one point I realized okay now I should actually focus on college again you know oh, really? because when I realized things were slowing down then yeah. I realized okay now I should focus on on college and then because of that I actually started to slow down myself included you know in the band. And okay. uh, and it's also the reasons. There is also one of the reasons why the band also probably didn't, you know, go ahead much uh, because myself uh, forced uh, and I was kind of, you know, pulling back. 
uh, I mean, the others as well, maybe for sure. But and then did you guys then just gradually break up then over time, or are they so basically exactly exactly. So basically, yeah. what happened was at one point I moved to Ireland and and obviously I, without even you know formalizing it, I was obviously I kind of uh, you know exited the band right. I left the band basically without yeah. without being formal, you know, not officially, but of course uh, once I moved. You know, you're just like, oh, I'm in Ireland. And they're like, where are you? I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're having band practice. You're like, mm, sorry. But of course, uh, as in breakups, you know, we, we, we were in a crisis anyway. It's not like I moved from one day to another out of the blue. Of course, we were kind of in a crisis. Things were not going as we always thought they were. Yeah. Uh, they were slow and so on. And um, the good the good old days of, you know, the opening, opening concerts I mentioned before, James Morris and so on, were kind of gone, unfortunately. Um, because we had a time where we were able to play around a lot uh, in Italy, you know, so yeah. north and south and so on. Uh, at one point, unfortunately, it wasn't happening much anymore. We were just playing in our in our area, so it was also less exciting, you know, and so on. Yeah, it's like it switched, like, because it should be that you're playing in, like, the local areas yeah. at the beginning and then playing, like, bigger venues yeah. later on. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it was a really a pity because I have to say we were getting a very good following online, you know, and uh, th- they were the very on the very early days of uh, of uh, online music, if you know what I mean. Like Spotify yeah. didn't exist. I'm, I'm you know I'm talking about uh, 20, from 2011 to 2013, something like that. And Spotify, uh, and there was yeah, Spotify was not in Italy, you know. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was just it was, coming on the scene, like. Probably yeah, towards yeah. 2013 yeah. yeah. Um, but we are getting a good following on Facebook, um, and people would maybe come to see us. Even you know they would maybe drive for you know drive for kilometers, you know drive an hour to come to see us. I mean, um, yeah. But I was, how would you distribute your music if you can't do it online now? It's kind of like you... in the beginning was it was YouTube. So we were uh, obviously having we were uh, we had videos. So we okay, had videos yeah. on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. And also, on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. And also we had um, just songs on YouTube with the fixed uh, frame, if you know what I mean. Not a video, oh, but just... yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a text, yeah. maybe. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just an image. Our, let's see, our, our cover, you know, our cover image. Yeah. Uh, and the song. Uh, and then actually, when we actually produced an album, uh, because eventually we produced an album, we released an album. By that time, Spotify was already in Italy. It was very new, but uh, it was, you know, by the time we we, we published our album, uh, we could publish it on Spotify. So at that point, uh, our album was on Spotify. Oh. But I'm telling you, we I think we, we produced the album in 2012 and we released it in 2014. Yeah. So it took us two years because of the, the music industry stuff, you know, so finding a manager, blah, 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 blah. And then we were stopped. And then, and that also frustrated me a lot because... Two years are very long, you know, like you record an album with songs that maybe were even uh, written, you know, even even earlier. And then you have to wait. Basically, you have to kind of pause for two years in, in the hope that in the, the album released. And by the time it is released, it doesn't really reflect your your uh, your art anymore, if you know what I mean. You know, yeah, you kind of moved on from it. Yeah. You kind of moved on, you moved on already. And in reality, you're ready to, 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 to produce another album, if you know what I mean, you know. After yeah. two years, you're ready to produce a new album. In reality, we were just publishing. So, I mean. Yeah, I guess that's why everyone moves to like EPs now rather than actually do like exactly. albums. Nowadays, exactly. Yeah. Nowadays, it's all about EPs. I guess, actually, I think it's it's a way more efficient way of, I, I totally agree. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, she really yeah. listens to a full album true as well at the same time. If unless yeah. you love the artist, you don't want to listen to a full. Yeah. Album. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Mm-hmm. But also the time was also way more expensive than, than today to produce an album, you know. Now, to be honest, there are many young kids, literally, that, you know, that, that they are super good at producing music, even with just a Mac in their bedroom, and that's it. Yeah. But they, but they produce, like, uh, professional quality music, you know? Like, I mean, the stuff oh, yeah. that could be the day, the day after. At the time, it wasn't really the case. Um, as I said, 2011, 2012, it wasn't really the case, and you had to, to spend quite a good amount of money to produce professionally, you know? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, definitely. So- Were your parents annoyed that you took off like a year to go and like pursue music or were they like quite like okay, uh, no, I don't, who knows right I mean they didn't tell me they were annoyed but oh did they not okay well that's good you take, no, they didn't take tell me so that, that, exactly okay. <laughs> no also the other thing that I did and actually the other thing uh, that I, I feel I wasted somehow is that I at the time I was actually also studying music like properly studying I was studying classical music right but because of the band I I stopped that as well you know, uh, because I was so excited with the band and obviously with pop and rock music rather than classical, which, you know, it was what I was studying. Then I paused that as well and eventually stopped. Would so you, is that something you'd like to go back to then or have you went back to a sense? Uh, who knows, who knows. Then at one point, actually, before moving to Ireland, in reality, I, I had moved to, to Rome. Uh, because I'm not from Rome, uh, I'm from a small city actually in the north of Italy. So yeah. moving to Rome is kind of already a big deal uh, because it's, it's very far from my city and obviously it's it's huge. 
Uh, and there I actually tried to get into the music business, right? So, and eventually I managed to get into the soundtrack business, let's say. Okay. So then I was, I was composing soundtracks. And, and so basically, because of that, I, I, I was able to go back to my classical music studies, right? So composing, um, and then when you, you know, when you work on soundtracks, maybe you need um, instruments like the violin, you know, cello, and this yeah. kind of classical, you know, instruments, let's say. And and so and so I was happy because I managed to although I had stopped the school, but because of uh, I managed to get into soundtracks, I was able to kind of go back to that uh, field somehow. Yeah, and just kind of get yeah. like more experience, and then like just pique your interest again even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I spent in Rome about a year and a half. And I would say I had a lot of stories about that period as well, because mm-hmm. I I managed to meet a lot of people, a lot of um, uh, celebrities. Let's say I mean celebrities, actors, or anyway famous people in Italy anyway. Yeah. Uh, but once again, you know, I didn't manage to to break through, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. music is really something you either make it or you don't. There's no in between, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's just, it's thing, seems like such a tough industry. What, like, is in, so you were just like making, like, composing actual classical music during all that time? Uh, not necessarily classical, but soundtracks. Oh, okay. So, you know, when you watch a movie, there, there's music, obviously, like, yeah. you know, there's music in the background, uh, that's soundtracks. And or even songs, like, actually, in one of the movies, uh, we, we placed uh, a song, an actual song in the movie. Um, and the movie actually turned out to be super successful. Basically, it went out at the same time as the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah. Uh, obviously, the movie wasn't the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> you can <laughs> say that people not, are not gonna know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but it went out at the same time, and actually, um, in the ranking, you know, you know the the box office, let's say. Yeah. Our movie was the second in the ranking, just after the Wolf of Wall Street. Really. Yeah. For like what a movie month. was that? If you want to share, uh, it's an Italian movie, so you wouldn't oh. know it. Okay, yeah. never mind. It's like, it's like what the, the Wolf of Wall Street in Italian. <laughs> did you feel then, like, because you're saying that, like, oh, I need to like grow up, I need to learn English and stuff. Did you feel like, oh, I need to like be a grown up and like get a proper job and correct, correct. that pressure, exactly. even though like what you're doing does seem like a proper job, of course, but just having that, like, I guess nine to five, you know. What yeah. do you expect? Yeah, no, no. I, it, I can say it wasn't the proper job at the time because I wasn't making enough money to to pay oh, my okay. bills. You know what I mean? You know yeah. that, that's the reality. So, um, so what happened was that at one point uh, I was getting in the soundtracks and I realized that actually, you know, the main market for soundtracks is obviously Hollywood. You know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and the the the, the best uh, you know soundtrack uh, composers in the world, obviously are either American or anyway, speak English anyway, you know, because of <laughs> course they, they work with the international market. So I thought, okay, even if I want to do soundtracks in my life, you know, which actually I, you know, it was something I really want. I mean, something I, I was thinking of, but still I definitely need to speak English anyway, because say yeah. I need to make a movie with, you know, with an American production or something. How can I even deal with them if I don't, you know. Have you your know own personal mean? translator, which all, at all times. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And um, and also because I went also to to like um, a summer course, a summer soundtrack course or something, uh, and the the teachers were were very good. They were very you know successful composers and so on. 
And they also said that they said, uh, in reality, if you want to do this work, you need to go abroad, you know, but not like to live abroad, you know, don't, you don't have to move abroad, but you have to work with people from abroad. You can think okay. of only working with Italian productions, you know? Yeah. Because Italy is a small country as well. So it's a small market, as you can imagine. It's, it's an Italian, so obviously it doesn't have a, a, a worldwide, uh, you know, obviously Italian movies that are not seen, you know, abroad or anyway for the majority of them. So, so yeah. And then I actually went for a trip in the US, uh, just on holiday. Yeah. And, and, and then I realized, uh, fuck, I can't even like order, you know, a sandwich, you know, like. Oh yeah, I, they I, wouldn't have any time for that. They would be like, speak English. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I really realized how bad I, how bad my English was, you know, because you don't realize, you know, as long as you live in Italy, you don't really realize, you know, because. Yeah, you're surrounded by same but then I went, I went to this trip and uh, and realized uh, no I'm actually very bad I need to do something about it on the other hand my brother I was with my brother my brother actually did speak quite good English already yeah so he was the one you know talking and I realized no come on no I, I can't be you know that bad you know <laughs> <laughs> come on guy <laughs> yeah no but then uh, we went to LA so we went to some gigs we met some people uh, not in the industry but um you know, we we kind of got a flavor of of Hollywood. Let's say, actually, yeah. our hotel was in Hollywood. Um, Did you see anyone famous? No, no, no. no but actually, they don't hang around the Hollywood sign, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, but actually, Hollywood is a very bad area in LA. It's not like it's uh-huh. uh, it's like um so dirty, like the Walk of Fame and everything. It's so like. It's dirty and so on. Yeah, and it's, it's like, not like a nice area. No, no, no. Yeah, and it's right beside Skid Row, which is like awful. Yeah, um, exactly. For like the, do you know? Have you heard of Skid Row before? Uh, well, the name of the band, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about. It, but yeah, it's like a very bad street where. Uh, yeah, it's like a bunch of homeless so. people live there, and they like basically closed down like a mental hospital like a few decades ago. And they just like all these like uh, mentally ill people then accumulated onto like the like road, but it's like there's so much people that live there now. Like it's just like grown oh, okay. over the past yeah. years, and they yeah. haven't done anything to like try to change it. As far as I know, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Imagine. I remember very well when we got into LA. We were driving, and it was literally like that. Like we went through a road of uh, people living in the streets, uh, in tents. And yeah. literally around the corner, we were in downtown with the skyscrapers and people in suits and so on. Like literally, yeah. for me, it was very new, as you can imagine. You know, I, it was. I mean, it was my first time in the US as well. Yeah, definitely. So, I think it's definitely yeah. um, eye-opening when you go over to America because everything's like, so big as well. So anyway, I got a flavor of the Hollywood uh, stuff, let's say. Uh, so then, when I came back to Rome, uh, I thought, okay, I definitely need to do, to do something about this, you know, because you know that that's where. Uh, I should be going towards, you know? Yeah. So the idea was to stay abroad for a couple of months to study English, as I said. Eventually, uh, it became six years. So that's actually how it went, you know? So it should have been a summer course and then back to Rome and try to do soundtracks. Eventually, it became uh, six years in Ireland. That's Yeah. It. That's actually, yeah. You don't yeah. have any plans to try to go to LA now? No, <laughs> to be honest. And... Not anymore, no, not anymore. Uh, but but not, not not even now. I mean, I, I didn't think of moving to LA. You know, I was just thinking. Uh, first of all, I should you know speak English or anyway. 
being able even to to watch YouTube videos of you know American artists explain you know their secrets and these kind of things you know yeah just want to, to 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 understand you know the, the, and so on or interviews you know like artists interviews or or even song lyrics you know that 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 was a big deal for me I didn't really understand the lyrics of my favorite bands you know yeah so I mean but then in Ireland I realized uh, that that I could understand the lyrics you know. Uh, People were into the lyrics, uh, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, you know, the kind of discovery part, you know. Yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> it's like a whole different, like I don't know. It's definitely just probably just so ear opening. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ear opening, exactly. exactly. <laughs> ear opening, hundred percent. But, but you see, because then I realized that two months were not enough to, you know, to learn English properly, and then I said, okay, I need to stay another month, and then another month, another month, another, month, and then eventually, you know, we came six years. <laughs> it happens. You just wake up one day and you're like oh shit I'm still here it's been a yeah. long few months yeah but um, if I can say that uh, I, I stayed in Ireland not, not just because but really um, because I found a country where, where people were very into music like very 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 yeah. I, I realized that straight away so one of the other peaks I actually wanted to talk about which is about music right so yeah. I, I told you a lot of stories which you might think, oh, th- those were the peaks, right? Because, you know, you played uh, in front of huge crowds, blah, blah, blah. Um, but in reality, the actual peak of my music mm-hmm. uh, passion, I would say, is it happened on my very first day in Ireland. So I think I landed on a Friday evening, Friday night, actually. The day after, the very day after, on a Saturday morning, I somehow managed to get to Marley Park in Dublin. Um, because the Longitude Festival was on, right? Yeah, Longitude, yeah. Longitude, Longitude Festival, yeah. yeah. And before before it became, you know, before uh, it became a, a rap and trap festival, you know. Yeah, when it was and like all the young girls go exactly, to it. Exactly, now, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, 2014, so it was still kind of a rock festival. And um, I had no ticket, uh, no English, because it was my first day, as I said. But yeah. I only knew... The only thing I knew, and obviously I was there because of that, is that the the, the 1975 the band were playing at the at the, at the festival, right? Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to see them. You know, it was obviously the first time, and I said I thought the, the tickets were sold out, so there was yeah. no way. But it's okay. I go there and see. Maybe I managed to get in somehow, and eventually I made it. You know, I actually made it. And, so you got uh, all the way to Marley Park, and you're like, I'm just gonna figure out a way to get in here. Yeah, 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 literally. <laughs> And as you can imagine, even getting to Marley Park for someone who just landed in Dublin is not that easy yeah. because you need to get to the bus, you need to know where you're going. Marley Park is kind of far away from, from town, right? I wouldn't know how to get to Marley Park unless I had my phone, like. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. right. And I didn't even have a smartphone at the time. No, yeah. I did, but uh, super old one didn't work. Anyway, and actually what happened was um, a Garda, a Garda man actually helped me out. Yeah, so basically <laughs> I was there, uh, you know, I, I obviously seemed lost, you know, I was trying to, um, to figure out what to do. And then Agardi actually came to me and asked me, um, are you okay looking for, you know, what are you looking for? I said, oh, well, I'm just looking to get in, you know, looking for a ticket, blah, blah, blah. Somehow in my English, you know, very, very broken English. You, you were know, like, kept on shouting 1975 at him. And he's like, what? <laughs> 1975. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? And, uh, and, and then eventually, basically, he, he went uh, to the queue because there was already a queue, you know, lining up to, to the entrance. Yeah. And he asked to, for people who were selling tickets and eventually he found one, one girl that was selling a ticket and, and he, he, you know, he gave it to me. 
obviously I paid for it, right? But, but I paid, uh, <laughs> Imagine he bought it for you. I managed to get in and it was, um, yeah, one of the best days of my life, honestly. <laughs> because I was able to get front row. Yeah. And imagine that 1975, we're playing at like 5 p.m. So, you know, that kind of time, which is not big, but not even small, kind of in it's between. Probably, right? Yeah, just before they probably really took off, I'd say, because they yeah, were yeah. headline places now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, they were playing at like 5 p.m. And before the 1975, uh, it was playing uh, Sam Smith and Hozier. Hozier oh. was like at 2 p.m., maybe 3 p.m. or something. And Hozier, maybe the year after, you know, would have headlined uh, Longitude. Yeah, then he got, I actually so, saw him at Longitude, I think, the year after yeah. he was headlining. He was like the main person we were going to go see. Correct, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the year before, it was playing at 3 p.m. before the 1975. And, and Sam Smith. You remember at one point? Oh, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Good old sunset, yeah. So reality, in one day, I saw my favorite band plus the artists that would have made it very big very soon after, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, they're so close. They're on the brink of breaking through, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. What's your favorite so, 1975 song? Robbers, probably. Robbers, okay. I don't know That's, that one as well. Yeah, it's an old one. It's, it's the first album. Yeah, I feel like probably eight out of ten people would probably say somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. Actually, I moved, you know, on that day and I saw them for the first time, you know, for the first time in my first day in Ireland. And then all my Irish experience kind of grew listening to them, if you know what I mean, you know. So I kind yeah. of... Yeah, so when you them. listen back to them, you just think of kind of being in Ireland, do you? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Oh, especially in the very nice. beginning, especially in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a few years ago, I managed to to meet one of them, to meet one of the 1975 Oh, who? Mass? No, I wish. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. The, the saxophone player, actually. Oh, cool. Uh, one, of, one of the guys. And um, so basically, I went to London uh, and it was kind of um, a private uh, dinner. Yeah. Uh, and the idea was uh, kind of fancy dinner, let's say. And then he would play some songs just by himself with another guy. Like kind of a showcase, oh, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Not about the 1975, just about him as a as a as a musician. Yeah. So it wasn't about the 1975 as a band, but of course he's one of them. So so anyway, I obviously talked to him quite a lot, as you can imagine. You know, I asked a lot of questions. <laughs> you know, <laughs> tell me everything. <laughs> yeah, quite literally, quite literally. But uh, I I actually told him, you know, I grew up with you, you know, and he understood that. Like somehow it wasn't a news to him. Apparently, yeah. it's it's a thing, you know. I think not. not I was not, not only me, probably many other people like felt the same. You didn't feel unique so, anymore after he said that. You're like, what? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. This is not what I mean. But what I mean is, uh, mm-hmm. uh, he, he kind of empathized. I don't know what to say. Like he understood me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's great. And um, yeah, and to be honest, uh, the thing is, when I was with my band, like in 2011, 2012. They were also super small in reality in England. You know, they were still super small, and they were basically yeah. almost same level, same level as I was with my band. Almost. Really? Wow. Basically, yes. But then they, they, you know, didn't give up, as yeah. I did, and by the time they were 24, 25, they, they broke through. So when they broke through, it is exactly when I gave up. So I gave up when I moved to Ireland, and and when I moved to Ireland is, is when more or less they started breaking through, you know. Yeah. So um, I felt like, uh, oh wow, you know. I'm not saying it could have been me, of course not, but you know what I mean, you know. It and also the where they were like their hairstyle, 
was kind of emo in the beginning and we were also kind of like that ish you know yeah, with the, with the, the time to be kind of more emo yeah at the time was kind of like that <laughs> yeah 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 like you know with the, with the frange you know so, yeah. so, so i guess we actually grew up together and um what can you do anyway so uh, <laughs> yeah like you yeah i guess it's that thing being like oh what would have happened if i didn't give up on music as well exactly so this is uh the pit actually about music right yeah i think uh, that was the pit i was uh thinking of um and that obviously the pit is that at one point i gave up yeah and uh, and, and even actually some people i worked with uh, in music uh, in rome for example eventually made it very big as well oh really one guy in particular i used to write songs with him and um and play with him and so on at the time it was totally nobody uh as i was but now he's he, now he's big he's actually big oh really like, and he's like doing yeah, tours yeah. and everything and yeah like going on tv yeah. you know sold out tours actually sold out uh tours selling everything big. wow yeah yeah sold out everything and so on he made it um you know it took him six years or something yeah that perseverance though and you're like it's years, still not guaranteed in the end it's not guaranteed exactly yeah. whereas if you go to college and you do something more or less you're more likely you are going to get a job in it because uh, that's the thing that's yeah. the thing music is either you make it or you don't there's no in between yeah. well in normal careers in normal careers you can have a good enough job yeah you'll get there like yeah because you you'll have years of experience whereas you exactly. can get yeah, exactly. in the music industry yeah. for years yeah i guess it's easier to be uh, happy and uh, fulfilled let's say with a with, with a normal job than with music because if you don't make it music and still pursue it it's actually very frustrating you know i mean you have no money so maybe you still have to work on the side maybe work as a waiter or something yeah uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, you know it's a struggle honestly you know so while in a, in, a, in a normal job you're kind of relaxed i mean you you do your thing you you have your salary and, you know if it's something you like like fortunately thanks god in my case you also enjoy your time you know yeah and do you still like then play like music by yourself then as like a kind of more of a hobby now yeah so actually i i had a band in ireland as well so eventually yeah. when i moved to ireland i still then tried to get into music so i found a band there as well we did good things like we played at the at the electric picnic for example oh, cool. uh, yeah for me it was a big deal of course yeah definitely it's the biggest festival in ireland sure yeah i mean yeah. obviously not on a very small stage and stuff but you know but that means that uh, that meant we had uh, the three-day ticket, you know, for free. So for me, it was like being at the most, at biggest festival in Ireland for free for three days with the, you know. Yeah. Tent and it was Even yeah. in itself, like, that's amazing. Just being able yeah, to enjoy it. Yeah. And also we had the, the pass for the backstage. So I oh. actually met uh, a couple of, um, a couple of people I liked. Yeah. Like Wolf Alice, do you know? Yeah, I know Wolf Alice. Yeah. Are they nice? I met the singer. Yeah. She's a, yeah. she's a girl. And um, she's a bit, to be honest, she's a bit, um, I think she's a strange person, but you can tell from the interviews as well. She's yeah, bit... I feel like that's kind of their music as well anyways. Right. Yeah, yeah. So even it wouldn't be too person... mainstream, but well known enough, I guess. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So even yeah. in person, she was exactly what I would have expected, a bit strange. Uh, yeah. Very shy, actually, very shy, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but, you know, it was a great experience for sure. And so I was playing with the band. Unfortunately, of course, with COVID, uh, we stopped yeah and then i moved away from from the country i moved away from ireland so then eventually of course 
once again i moved and the band stopped no <laughs> it wasn't my fault no 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 nothing bands no. all over the world no 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 uh, of course the covid uh, happened first now to be honest in switzerland you see it's not really the same thing is it not you know, no it's obviously it's not the same uh, music culture that that there is in ireland you know that's for yeah, sure like uh... guaranteed it's not bad. I'm telling you, it's not bad either. But Are you on the lookout for another band to join over there? I don't know. To be honest, uh, not really for now. Yeah. Not really. Because bands are also a lot of drama as well, as you can imagine. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. No, probably not. So I play by myself for sure at home. Yeah. And um, you know, when you have like left these bands, like did it cause like arguments or, or like, are you still friends with? people that you've been in a band with no to be honest i'm actually a very good friend with with all of them with the irish with the irish guys you know the irish band uh yeah. but also with the, with the bands in italy for sure no no i'm actually to be honest now we're friends so that oh, was also okay. because yeah at the time you know you are friend but also kind of a colleague let's say you know yeah um, find the balance like but also super invested you know in the project and yeah. so on the reality was that we were just friends you know so we were we were enjoying ourselves more as friends. We were having a better time as friends rather than as musicians, if you know what I mean, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's you have to be serious at some point and you're like, we actually have yeah. to get this work done. That's why every time we were uh, playing around, we were making messes, you know, because that's, that, that <laughs> is what we would have done as, as normal friends, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> now we don't have, you know, the, the burden of saying we also have to play, you know, and have, have, have to be a band. Now we can just be friends, let's say. Yeah, exactly. It kind of takes away that, yeah, 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 yeah. that pressure. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to kind of try to go into then friendships because that was oh, another yeah. peek and pit you were going to chat about. And then, so um, do you want to maybe start off with your pit and then we'll end on your peak? Okay, sure. Good idea. Yeah. Good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good idea. Mm-hmm. So the pit is that I met a, long, a lot of people along the way, you know, in Ireland, in Rome, and now in Switzerland and so on. But I also lost a lot of people. Yeah. To be honest. Uh, because of uh, drama, because of arguments, because of... So not just lost because we didn't get, keep in contact. Yeah. But actually because, you know, maybe we had arguments and these this kind of things, unfortunately. Is there like any, like one particular friend and like that stands out and that like maybe you'd want to like reconcile with or reconcile with? Uh, That's a very good question, actually. I haven't thought about it. Mm. No, I'd say nobody I would actually want to reconcile with, honestly. Yeah. But someone I I do regret, we we kind of, um, we fell out, you know? Because there was no, there was no reason to in reality, you know? In hindsight, there was, you know, it was just... um, there was no point, you know, in in falling out. So uh, now, maybe after several years, again, I wouldn't, you know, go back. I wouldn't reconcile. But, you know, why why did we fall out? I don't know, you know, this kind and of thing. And were you just angry at the moment and then things just got out of hand? And that was that then? Things got out of, things got out of hand. Yeah. yeah, that's actually what happened there. So I feel, yeah, that's what happened mainly, I would say. Uh, that happened mainly in the, in the first two to three years in Ireland, I have to say. So kind of in the beginning of my Irish experience, let's say. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, because it, it was tough, like for, for for me, but also for people like me, you know, for people like me that moved and so on. 
uh, it was tough for everybody, you know, because obviously you 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 know you're struggling with English maybe, but also you you know you're struggling with work. Uh, you know, it's not easy as you can imagine. Yeah. So the stress level is very high. So every small problem becomes huge, you know. And um, the example I'm thinking of at the moment is actually with with a housemate of mine at the time. We we're in a house of eight people, so actually a lot oh, of people. Wow. In the house. Did you have to yeah. share a room, or was there everyone? Was there eight rooms? No, no. At least we had my own room. Oh, okay, that's good. So there were actually eight rooms. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, Dublin renting, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was a super old house. Um, it was actually a detached house, you know. So in reality, well, yeah, I mean, it would have been a nice house if it wasn't 100 years old, you know. So <laughs> there was potential there, yeah. <laughs> there was potential, yeah. Anyway, um, at some point, uh, a couple of Italian um, people actually came into the to the house, you know, and I was actually kind of happy about it because. I had a um, very tough time uh, in that house because of a girlfriend of mine as well. So okay. the fact that some other Italian people came, it was kind of a, it could have been a good, you know, idea. So Yeah, like a then, sense of home and you're like, oh. Home, but, uh, maybe people to, to, to talk to, yeah. to relate to, you know. So we were very, very friends. We became very good friends in the beginning. But then at one point, we just fell out, you know. Oh, like, really? Just so suddenly? So sudden, so sudden. Literally, from that day, we didn't speak to each other anymore. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and then yeah. you had to live together. We, we, we're still living together, exactly. That's and so unfortunately, awesome. one of them, she was a girl, and she was the girlfriend of another good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And because I, I fell out with her, of course, I basically f- fell out with him as well. Yeah, it's like a domino effect. So that wasn't great. And eventually, I actually left the house also because of that, because the atmosphere wasn't... It wasn't uh, as the, you know, as the good old days, basically. The atmosphere yeah. changed, of course. So I regret that because there was no point. But, um, but I have, yeah, I think we have to blame the high stress level that we had in that house. You know, eight people, no money, mm-hmm. and, like no heating. Like it was, it was a mess, to be honest. It was... <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> struggling, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, literally shit coming out of the the manholes like that's actually what happened twice not even once so like, yeah the manholes what do you mean yeah 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 literally so there was a manhole just in the in the backyard oh. and uh, and for two times so not even once twice uh the shit literally came out of the manhole you know because oh, it was that was rotten and like a you, lot like a lot and did the landlord know there was like that many people living there like could you get in contact with them yeah, so in the beginning, actually, the owners were like four old ladies. I'm not joking, oh. like maybe even six. They were, I think, six old ladies. I'm not joking. <laughs> they all like they, were, they will come into the house. They were like behave as, as, if, as you know, as if they, they were living there. So they would like, you know, drink tea in the living room. Like, you know. No way. Yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. I mean, they were very nice ladies, but yeah. And also it was easy. It was very hard to understand them because, of course, they had a very strong, you know, you know Irish accent and so on. Oh, Yeah. I mean, in the beginning for me, you can imagine. So I didn't really pick, uh, you know. Um, but then eventually they sold the house basically to a um, real estate fund or something. So then eventually we were under an agency. And at oh, that point, yeah. the agency, yeah, you could conquer them. But like, we didn't know anybody at the agency. We, you know, so the agency didn't have a face, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they so just, our, like, just bob it off a lot. A lot yeah, like, you know, God knows yeah. exactly. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so that is kind of a pity, of course. And um, and more recently as well, like kind of um, at one point, it's kind of normal. You can't think of be liked by everyone or you can't like everyone, like, you know, when you grow old, well, well, old, you know, when you grow up, you know, you can't expect to be friends with anyone, you know, with everybody. No, like, yeah, you're going to have these, like, it's like breaking up, like you're going to have these, like, friendship fallouts along the way as well. But it's, like, exactly. definitely hard because, like, it should just, you just presume it would just be easier to just stay friends with people but it's not no it's not exactly many things change in your life things change in their life priorities change and so on girlfriends boyfriends coming to the game you know yeah exactly um, yeah some people fall off the face of the earth when they get a a new boyfriend or girlfriend (laughs) yeah but also exactly yeah 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 or maybe like you don't like the girlfriend or the boyfriend for example so then you know i mean and also i have to say the more you grow up the more you are um the more you don't want to put up with things you don't like, you know? Yeah, you don't take it so, for the sake of taking it. You're like, you don't tolerate exactly. it too much. Yeah, yeah exactly. So in the beginning in Ireland, obviously, I was willing to kind of do anything in order to meet people because, you know, yeah, obviously by myself. So, so um, but I'll then... i uh, to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, not exactly, not literally, but you know what I mean, you know? <laughs> yeah. I will do stuff that I wouldn't do by myself, maybe uh now to be honest uh, i have to be honest with you I, i'm kind of tired you know okay oh uh hello uh, nice to meet higher. you you know I'm, yeah. you know nice to meet you i'm i'm matt blah, blah, nice to meet you what do you do for you do you for a living blah, blah. what do you live where are you from ah like yeah it's it's a lot of uh you know <laughs> mental, i'm too old for this shit <laughs> no i don't want to say that but um but yeah, of course, you know, then you kind of focus your your efforts, I think, you know, stuff that actually make you feel uh, well, I'd say. Yeah, and be around people that like lift you up rather yeah. than people that are just going to bring you down and they just have bad yeah. juju. <laughs> but on the other hand, uh, in that house, in that crazy house of eight people, I also met uh, basically my best friend now. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Russian guy anyway, so not Italian. And uh, and now he's actually he moved to 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 Switzerland. Oh um, really? Because you were he, here. He joined me. Yeah. Well, I mean, huh. yeah. I want to believe that. I want to believe the move because of me. And now, of course, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, course, he, center for him. <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously, he found a good work opportunity and so on. But but of course, uh, because I was here for over a year, uh, you know, I, I could tell him what's the situation here. So yeah. Uh, he, can, he kind of followed he followed and now he moved and um, it's a bit tough honestly in the beginning because we haven't seen it I mean we haven't been in the same city for over four years at that point oh really so, yeah yeah oh, has he moved from Dublin as well then recently yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, he had yeah. moved away from Dublin actually five years ago at this point four or five years yeah. ago so we were we were apart for, for a long time long distance uh, friendship yeah exactly yeah we were like in contact maybe every day, like literally every day. Uh, so then switched to this kind of a long contact uh, friendship, let's say, to uh, a normal everyday friendship. Yeah. Uh, it's, but this is a super new thing. It moved like literally last week. So it's super, super new. But but I'm very happy about it, of course. Because yeah, I think getting back into the groove of it. And also yeah. like just like going on different adventures now together as well. Yeah, yeah, like- exactly. So on one hand, you know, I lost uh, people, but on the other hand, I also found the ones that actually now are kind of my best friends, you know. Yeah. Uh, so this brings me to the peak, I will say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 
So the peak is that um, kind of against expectations, I managed to still be very, very close to my hometown friends. Oh, really? Fair play. So people I had met in school, basically, in, in high school. Yeah. Um, or even earlier, actually. Some of them we would have met in uh, primary school, let's say. Yeah. Oh, Somehow, I'm very, nice. uh, I'm very, uh, to be honest, I'm very, very happy about it. I'm, I'm quite proud as well, because I think I made an effort. Like, it's not like just happened. I really made an effort for, for make it work somehow. Yeah. Because, uh, and did they also live back in your town, back in Italy? Some of them do. Some of them do still live there, yes. Yeah. Uh, others live in Milan, so others uh, went to kind of the closest big city, let's say. Okay, But cool. it's very close to my hometown so yeah. others went abroad and then went back so some people went abroad but then came back to the hometown uh, okay other people like one of them actually moved recently just uh, a few months ago moved away again you know oh, really? so it's a back and yeah boomerang it's a bit of back and forth but still i think we are very we are a very close group of uh, friends um mixed Male and female, you know, it's not like uh, the boys or like, uh, you know, the lads. <laughs> the lads. <laughs> no, no. It's, like, it's not this kind of thing. It's like an actual group of um, um, mixed, say. Yeah, you know, that's good. Mixed. Did some of the group end up like getting like in relationships then and that? Because sometimes that happens when there is like. Actually, no, 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 I didn't have. Really? No, no. That's also probably one of the reasons why we managed to, to be very close because. Yeah. In the group ever um, got together with anyone else in the group actually okay yeah. that's good going um, yeah right yeah, it unique. definitely would cause drama <laughs> exactly 100%, yeah. 100% exactly so and I feel like now I'm getting even closer to them because I live in Switzerland which is way closer to my hometown in Italy. yeah so you can visit more often I can visit uh, very and to be honest very often now I'm basically I, I'm going home almost once a month Really, that's nice. Whereas, like before, you probably went like once every few months. Uh, yeah, before uh, when I was in Dublin, Dublin, I was going home maybe three or four times a year. Top. Yeah. Now almost every month. Like say now, if a friend, you know, if one of his friends says, "Oh, guys, I'm having a dinner, blah blah blah, next Saturday, are you in?" Most likely, I will say yes. I mean, I'm a, and I'm actually going, you know, for the for the day. Yeah, you'll make sure that you're there. Um, whereas exactly. you can't really commit to it as much when you're living over in Ireland. No. I don't know, it's yeah. impossible because now I can drive. I can actually drive back and forth. Oh, nice. And the thing and is, like, as in so much people, as they get older anyways, you don't, you literally see your friends once a month anyways. Exactly. Reality, like, even you're just living even, on the road. <laughs> exactly. Even, even yeah. those who are still in the hometown, in reality, they still meet up when, you know. So, yeah, exactly, 100%. So that is kind of a peak because I would say it's quite unique. I, I'm one of the people who actually built the group, let's say. You know, oh, I'm you're like of, the glue that's like sticking them all together. No, I'm not the glue, but I'm kind of one of the founders, let's say. You know? <laughs> Founding fathers <laughs> of this group. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I feel like I am somehow. Um, <laughs> because some other people maybe joined, you know, along the way. But Yeah. Um, and you felt like yeah, so- you're like, oh, tag along with us. And then they start getting along with other people in the group and all that yeah i mean over the years uh, let's say we, we we kind of met in school but then over the years maybe people from college also joined let's say yeah you know, more or less um but i was one of the the very first ah. if i can it was just you chilling and then like a bit like, <laughs> you're, on, like you're the lone wolf like uh your man alan in the hangover yeah. 
and then you find your path. <laughs> it's trying to attract, you know, like a calamite or something. It's trying to attract people and then eventually. Yeah, you're like sign, like you have a sign in front of you and just being like, friend, please. <laughs> yeah, right. No, actually, a group of friends uh, built, uh, not even a school, in um, the Boy Scout. Oh, you know, really? Boy Scout. Yeah. yeah. Is that where you like learn to like tie knots and shit, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do other stuff as well, but that's how I imagine it. <laughs> Boy Scouts are quite popular in Ireland as well, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they are, yeah. In Italy, are quite a big deal, actually. It's quite popular, I would say. In, in my city, at least, it was very popular, like a lot of people. Oh, really? Uh, I would say so. It's actually quite popular. If you're not uh, a boy scout, you're nobody. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> quite the opposite, I guess. Uh, it's everywhere in the world, boy scouts are like, you know, laughed at, right? Because they dress <laughs> weird, you know? Um, no, to be honest... Um, so yeah, we were laughed at, but but in reality, jealous because they couldn't tie knots. Kind of, to be honest, because because whether whether uh, you know whether it was good or bad, but like people who joined the Boy Scout were all part of the same. How can Probably I say? Like family in a way, like same no, unit. Not the same um, type of people, maybe. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like. Um you find your own like yeah your own level of people like as in yeah yeah and, and it's a kind of a, um, a tight group of people uh which which kind of uh it's not just you know those weird guys doing voice scouts in italy is actually kind of a thing cool well i think uh we might leave it there got yeah, right. a lot of vegan pets um uh, well, thank, thank you so much for uh doing this Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to another episode of Peak and Pit. If you'd like to get in touch, you can contact my personal assistant, aka me, on Instagram at peak underscore and underscore pit underscore podcast or by email at peakandpitpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.